Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 198, air date December 21st, 2017. Hello, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. As many of you know, I'm running for United States Senate in the upcoming race against Elizabeth Warren that's coming up on November 2018. One of the things we plan to do is to host at least two videos a week. One video will really discuss something that's going on uh, in the day. Uh, for example, like net neutrality, we're planning on doing that uh, on this upcoming Thursday. But we'll also d discuss something that's also educational and uh, very pertinent uh, to how Elizabeth Warren operates and how the establishment operates. So what I wanted to do today was to really give a framework for how we need to look at how history operates, how the current world operates, so we can essentially not be fooled again. So I've put together a presentation, and I'm going to walk you through this. Some of you may have seen elements of this, but this is the first time I'm going to really walk you through this, uh, hopefully in a very uh, methodical way. But my goal is all of you uh, really take away an important lesson from history. And uh, uh, in the slides that I've set up here, uh, what you see over here is the title of today's presentation is The Establishment Has Two Faces, really the two faces of the establishment. So let me begin by really letting you know that for me this has been an incredible journey to learn this. Some of you may know when I was a, a kid, uh, when I first came to MIT in 1981, I was very interested in politics because I grew up in India at a time there was a caste system. I came here as a seven-year-old kid went through the public school systems, and by the time I came to MIT, I was very, very interested in how politics operated, how large-scale systems operated. And uh, in 1983-84, a, a guy called Jesse Jackson was running for office, and I said, wow, he sounds like he's anti-establishment, and I got very interested in him. But later, he gave all of his votes to Walter Mondale, claiming that uh, he was a lesser of two evils. So that really started me on a journey to understand that the establishment really has two faces, and those two faces are what we're going to talk about. In the recent election, um, it gives us a great opportunity of 2016 to really understand this. Now, the establishment has two faces, as, as I've talked about. What you see on the screen is one of the faces is what I call the obvious establishment. In the recent election of 2016, the obvious establishment was clearly Hillary Clinton. She represented the forces of the establishment. Now what's really uh, a stellar historical lesson is when we look at Hillary and what occurred in 2016, you actually see the coming together of the establishment in some very profound ways. In this case, not only was it her uh, supporting herself and her campaign, etc., but you had Obama and George Bush and Bill Clinton who all came to her aid. We cannot forget that. The Republicans and the Democrats both came to support her. Romney came to support her, you know, a so-called Republican. Um, on the other side of this so-called establishment, um, or the obvious establishment, you had the agents of change. And these are not that different than what has been historically. The agents of change have typically been people who have uh, been on the ground, everyday people. They're not perfect. Uh, they're not as smooth as these politicians. And those agents of change have included many people. For example, the Tea Party. They've included some people may consider the ultra-radical left. Again, these are people on the ground trying to express their views. The Green Party, uh, people who are against Monsanto, 
um, against GMOs. So these are people who take to the streets um, and try to build independent movements. By the way, if we look at the history of America and the progress, it has not come from politicians or career politicians or lawyer lobbyists like Elizabeth Warren or Barack Obama or any of these guys. Major change has historically come from people organizing independent movements, be it the women's movement, be it the civil rights movement. Some of you may know that uh, you know when, the, when women went to uh, the Democrats in the Congress in the 20s, they were all laughed out of it, etc. But it's always been independent movements. And these independent movements have the fury uh, of rage from the masses, the passion of people uh, as, as, as it goes back to the founders of this country. So you can see this clearly, you know, Hillary Clinton, people like her, the establishment on the one side and the change agents. What's not easy for people to understand is there's been something else which has been even more insidious than the establishment. And I call it the uh, not so obvious establishment. And in the recent election, it was none other than Bernie Sanders. So this fellow talked about revolution and change. I'm going to fight for the people. As we'll see, that's what Elizabeth Warren's doing today. But if you really look at what he really did, on the one hand, he said he's against Wall Street. And then he said um, he'll vote for Hillary, who is completely an agent of Wall Street. And that's how the not-so-obvious establishment work. They say one thing, say radical stuff, revolutionary stuff, populist stuff. But at the end of the day, they embrace and they're uh, part and parcel of the establishment. And that's what we saw in this case with um, Bernie. And I had friends of mine when Bernie was running saying, Shiva, you got to support Bernie. He's really against the establishment. And I said, look, he's going to do exactly what Jesse Jackson did in 1984. He's going to give all of his votes to Walter Mondale, because he's going to talk the nonsense about the lesser of two evils. And this is why I tweeted this out, because what I saw uh, was happening was I saw this guy called Donald Trump, who's our current president, come out. He had the, as I said, the quote unquote balls to expose a collusion between the establishment and the media. And I tweeted this out early on, and uh, particularly because we saw um you know, the collusion between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. And when you really look at this, a historical lesson to learn is a not-so-obvious establishment. And listen uh, carefully, because I know you guys probably know this, but it's important that we share this with everyone else, is a not-so-obvious establishment uh, is really the agent that serves as a funnel to take the populist movement, the people's movement on the street, and funnel it back right into the establishment. They're essentially uh, like flypaper. They serve to take people and tell them, hey, we're the real fighters, follow me, but they exist to literally funnel stuff back into the establishment. And that's the role that Bernie Sanders served in 2016 as Jesse Jackson served in 1984. So they're literally, as I call, two faces of the establishment, as you as you can see pretty clearly here in, in this diagram here, and that's what uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders represented. Um, what's interesting is when you look at this. In this case, Bernie and Hillary, all of the people surrounding them, be it from the now defunct Gawker Media, which claimed that they're for minorities and the poor, be it Bush, be it MSNBC, um, and you can see all the players or CNN. The opposition to that is we the people. So our campaign is really based on it's you and I versus literally their government, their health uh, programs, their economy. It has nothing to do with us and we have an opportunity 
um, to really change that. Donald Trump's election was a necessary disruption. Uh, it was necessary for moving history forward. What Donald Trump did was of historical value to American history in terms of uh, really exposing these guys. But now it's the opportunity for us as we the people to move this forward. And so Trump was really part of that. Um, and that's why, as I said, I, I tweeted this out uh, earlier on to really say that what Trump did was very, very valuable to the movement. Um, but this is really the historical lesson we need to learn, that we have the people who are the agents of change and the establishment literally has two faces, Republican, Democrat, the establishment. Quote, unquote, they always try to uh, split us, the left and the right, as though there's some major difference. But what's the real difference is how everyday people like you and I uh, work together to create the government that we deserve. In the current election, the not-so-obvious establishment is this um, person called Elizabeth Warren, who claims she's a fighter, she's going to fight for you and me, etc. She's part of the not-so-obvious establishment. lot of the elite liberals look to her because she's the one who exists to make them feel good with all the day-to-day injustices they actually do on working people in this country. Minorities and working people are essentially massively taken advantage of by this establishment. Elizabeth Warren really represents a face of the not-so-obvious establishment. Um, I'm sorry, she's not, hasn't claimed to be this kind of Indian, but she's claimed to be uh, Pocahontas. Uh, and this is something very interesting. Here, Elizabeth Warren claims that she's for minorities, but yet she's the one who used the minority ticket in a by lying and claimed that she was an Indian and got into Harvard that way, taking away a minority seat. And when she's called out, she calls a person calling her out racist. But that's how the not-so-obvious establishment works. Um, but one of the things I want to share with you that we're going to make, or we have made a centerpiece of this campaign, is that this fake Indian is also a fake fighter. She has been in bed with Monsanto. For people who don't know who Monsanto is, Monsanto is the company that is part of the military-industrial-academic complex, a company that's part of the deep state. In the 1960s, during the Vietnam War, Monsanto and Dow developed Agent Orange. They dumped 50,000 tons of this, not only in the Vietnamese, but our own veterans, and still our veterans aren't taken care of. After that work that Monsanto did, they repurposed their technology uh, for using on factory farms, and they created a very, very powerful herbicide, a poison called glyphosate or Roundup. Um, and Monsanto has deliberately worked with lawyer lobbyists to try to change the rules, so they're always protected. There was a, uh, a, a, a rule or a, um, a part of the bill called H.R. 933, which said the Monsanto Protection Act, as it is widely known, which allowed Monsanto to get away with never being able to be sued. And Elizabeth Warren voted for the Monsanto Protection Act. So not only do I believe she's quote-unquote Pocahontas, but I call her Monsanto Hontas because she's part of the establishment and her support for Monsanto is a uh, example of how uh, she presents herself as a change agent, but she's actually part of the not-so-obvious establishment. Um, for those of you listening to this, you know, we are growing uh, explosively in Massachusetts. We're building a massive groundswell because of the fact that we declared our independence. We are not running as Republicans or Democrats because both of those parties are the two faces of the establishment. We've declared our independence. Massachusetts has uh, 2.3 million independents, about a half a million Republicans, 
and about 1.5 million Democrats. So um, we want to defeat the fake Indian, the fake fighter, Elizabeth Warren. So please support our campaign. What I would like to do is I would like to actually uh, take a little bit of time if the, any one of you have questions, which I'm uh, watching on Twitter. So we'll take about three or four minutes. So you can just post your uh, questions right on Twitter. Uh, is that right, Rob? And we can watch. On Periscope, you can put it right up on there. And if you have any questions about this, uh, please feel free to ask. Again, shivaforsenate.com. Um, support our campaign if you're in Massachusetts. Uh, uh, volunteer um, to help us in many, many ways. If you want to donate, you can do donate $1, $5, $2,700, whatever you can afford. But we're going to build uh, a movement here in Massachusetts, which was a cradle of the American Revolution. So let's see. We've got a lot of likes here. Any uh, questions? I'll, ta I'll take a couple of um, minutes here. We'll wait for you. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to turn down my top dial. Is that better, Rob? Okay. So we got a lot of hellos, a lot of uh, nice comments here. Well, one of the questions we typically get asked uh, is, uh, how are we going to win this election? Well, the way we're going to win this election is we're really going to recognize that the American people are tired of both of these parties. You know, when Trump got elected, it was a massive shock, not only to the Democrats, but also the establishment Republicans. Massachusetts is really where the, as I mentioned, the cradle of revolution took place. And yet this, ironically, this cradle has become the home to now the sewer rats, um, which feed the swamp in Washington, D.C. Institutions like Harvard are fundamentally a training ground for the elites who essentially get sucked into the swamp and become part of the swamp in, in, uh, in, in D.C. What do you think, Rob? Should we close it? Okay. If there's not any questions, we're going to bring this to a close, but I hope you understand um, that there are two faces of the establishment. On Thursday, we're going to do another broadcast around the same time on net neutrality. I will really speak about net neutrality. Someone just asked opinions on net neutrality. I'll give you the, the a preview into this. The real issue is that when you really look at net neutrality, obviously all of us want an uncensored internet. All of us want to make sure that we have, uh, if we're small businesses, big businesses, we can broadcast on the internet. And what's really happened is at least two companies, Google and Facebook, are the ones who diverted this entire conversation to, uh, to focus on the telecommunications companies, the telcos, Verizon, AT&T, when in fact that Google and Facebook are the real violators of net neutrality. And we'll talk about that. The liberal elites are extremely clever in diverting discussion like the not-so-obvious establishment. That's what Google and Facebook are. They're part of the not-so-obvious establishment. They will bring up issues, in fact, quote-unquote champion issues, but divert those issues uh, to something else as though they're standing up for you. The reality is Google and Facebook are the real violators of net neutrality, and that's what we're going to cover in detail on Thursday, so keep a watch out on that. Thank you very much. Again, Shiva for Senate. Uh, support our campaign. Uh, as I've said uh, many times, only a real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. Thank you.